Matalo Falava, hello Laketa, I'm Stella Jane Hopgood and today on Champions of the Pacific, the female reporters of RNZ Pacific take over. That's right, kia ora everyone, ko tale Anderson Aho, our hard-working producer Vinnie Wiley is on a much-deserved two-week break and so Stella and I will be bringing you unique stories from our Pacific athletes here in Aotearoa and in the region. But not just current Pacific athletes, Tale, we even speak to former athletes like our first guest today. Yes, from the rugby field to working with Pacifica people with disabilities. Our next champion from the Pacific had a stellar rugby career, having played for his national team Ikalitahi, studied and played in Japan for Mitsubishi and then spent five years playing for Lille Metropole Rugby in France. Isileli Dubo, also known as Gaiongo Dubo, who played centre for Donga, is now a disability support coordinator for Vakatau Tour in Canterbury, New Zealand. That's a team found nationwide that's committed to improving the health and well-being of our Pacific peoples, families and communities. And Salah caught up with him earlier where he sheds a light on his career with Ikalitahi and life after sport. Back in those days to play for your own country as a Pacific Islander, it's a huge thing, especially when you're a local boy growing up in Tonga. You have the motivation to strive and represent your not only your village, but to represent your country, which is a huge thing. It, it, back in the days, it was like playing for the Oblates. I always dreamed to play for Tonga. The experience was just out of this world. I'm forever grateful that I get to play for Tonga. And then when you go to church on a Sunday or when you're in town, everybody knows you. And uh, it's a really, really good feeling, but at the same time, you just got to remain humble and uh, keep up the smile and talk to people and help the younger generation and just simply giving back to your local community. That's awesome. And you mentioned that um, you decided to look ahead of rugby, What what's next? But what was it that made you decide to like put your boots up and just say, I've I'm done my chapter on rugby? Well, I, I guess uh, growing up in the islands, you're advised by your elders. Um, they, they advise you to go abroad and have a life. And sometimes the advice is, is a bit limited because they ask you to focus on rugby, but nobody really had advised us as, as young kids that there's rugby plus uh, further education plus further career. So for me, when I grew up and, and saw that, I thought to myself that I'll be different. I won't have to rely on rugby only. I have to explore anything and pretty much everything where I can adapt to anything and explore the opportunities therefore. I don't want to stuck in a country like when I was in Japan and played rugby in Japan and thought, uh, oh, this is, this is only the life that the world has to offer me. Uh, that was a big no-no for me. I love that. You work with um, people with disabilities and you have a leadership role at the Vakatau Tua in Christchurch. But before that, you used to help Tongan athletes prepare for the Paralympics. How did that start? So I forgot to mention that uh, I was a sport development officer for Tonga Association Sports um, Affiliation, I think that's um, how they call it back in the days. They changed the name now. But uh, we were under the Ministry of Sports for Tonga. So I got the opportunity to work for the Tonga Sports, the Tonga Ministry of Sports uh, to train uh, young kids with disability uh, with shot put at the Oceania Paralympics. So I guess I had the opportunity to do that because of my work um, 
back in the days. And I also did a volunteer uh, work for the Tonga Red Cross, uh, helping uh, kids and uh, kids with autism, taking them out, take them out for, for rides and visiting certain beaches and uh, introducing them to sports. So, uh, yeah, I just loved it. I guess uh, seeing seeing these special human beings, uh, yeah. delighted and happy just with whatever they got. So they kind of inspired me to have that sense of gratitude that we have so much to offer. Sometimes we just take things for granted, but uh, we have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. When were you working with them? Was it before you were in Ikalitahi or after? I just want to explain the condition when you play for Tonga uh, back in the days. So when you play for Tonga, the, the salary is not that uh, professional. Mm. So to play for your country, you also have to work um, to have a full-time job as well to support uh, your family. Yeah. So I played for Tonga and worked for Tonga Association Sports Affiliation at the same time. So that, that's how it was. And I also did volunteer work for the Tonga Red Cross all, all in those same years from 2006 to 2008. Oh, wow. So the conversations around disability... I feel like it's stronger nowadays among our Pacifica people, but I, I remember growing up um, because I have a younger brother who's autistic and it was quite taboo at the time. This is like in the 90s. Have you seen the conversations become stronger among our Pacifica people engaging well in talks about our people with disabilities? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think it's, um, it, it, it's a motivation to anybody knowing that uh, disability awareness has an increase over the last couple of years, especially with the work that we do for Vakatautua, because our primary role is to offer information and advice and to empower Pacifica disabled people, their primary carers, their families, their churches, wherever organizations that they go to, that, uh, that those uh, parties are made aware that we are here to empower Pacifica disabled people simply through, through information. It's, uh, information changes all the time, even in the last couple of years. And sometimes to, to have that information current and to inform uh, our surroundings uh, that, uh, you know, with, with the stigma of Fakama mm. and the uh, misinterpretation of disability from a traditional point of view that it is a curse. These days, it's no, not really or no longer viewed that way. It's a blessing. That's how people see it down here in Canterbury. Uh, when we see uh, Pacifica disabled people or wheelchair-bound people or uh, autistic people, it, it's a blessing. Yeah. Um, you have a call to make uh, for more Pacifica in your field. Why is that important? I think it's very important because... The world that we're living in getting faster. I think we've been distracted by so many, many things than ever before. And I think we can miss out what matters most, not only the essentials, but who we serve these days. And um, just recognize, I guess, or, or just value the, the, the quality of people that stand by us and for us uh, standing for them and, and for us to serve uh, the disabled community if, if we're not uh, taking the time to sit down and reflect, uh, have a good look at the support that these people need, I think they will be missed out.
I also think that it's important for our younger generation to be reminded uh, that Pacifica people, uh, we, we have a big heart, mm. and then we leave, we leave no one behind. That's, that's our passion. We grew up in the islands, whether we grew up here in New Zealand, it doesn't really matter. We have the blood within ourselves, and there's a saying that we can't turn anybody away when they turn up at our doorstep. Our, our service is particularly for this type of service, but when a Pacifica person turns up for help, we don't turn people um, away. That's, that's not us. That's not Pacific. <laughs> yeah. And uh, growing up in the islands, that village supported uh, moral, that humility to ask your neighbor for salt when you're running out of salt. It has to be reborn, those, those beautiful qualities here in New Zealand, uh, that our younger generation be reminded that us Pacifica people, we have the blood within us to serve. And even though we, we may not all be doctors and nurses, but we have that inside of us. And as we embark on the journey of servicing or supporting others, especially our disabled community, there are a lot of good things inside of us. You know, it, it just for our own sake, we'll, we'll be more happier. The people we serve will be more happier. Uh, even our ancestors will be more happier. <laughs> And now we move on to a young Pacifica athlete in Auckland who's making impressive gains in weightlifting. Earlier this month, RNZ did a series of interviews called Generation Next Southside. It featured videos profiling four talented young people who call South Auckland home. One of them was Olivia Selemaya, young teen and taking the sport of weightlifting very seriously. Now Sally Jane has the highlights of Selemaya's interview with RNZ and filed this report. From one Olympian to an aspiring Olympian, let's look at 15-year-old Olivia Selemaya from South Auckland, who's smashing weightlifting records across the board. Ms Selemaya has been training for the Olympics since September 2018 and is a part of the Papatoetoe Weightlifting Club. In her first club competition, she made six out of six lifts and placed fifth. She went into it not expecting to place highly, but was motivated by her mum, who enjoys CrossFit, to do her best. I was born and raised in New Zealand, so yeah, it was me and my mum for a while, and then my mum's partner came along, Kerry, and he knew we were doing CrossFit, and he was watching me lift, and he saw a potential where I could do better, like come into weightlifting and be better. The plan was to just come into pub toy weightlifting and get my technique right for CrossFit and then we could like do better in it and stuff like that. But then I started to enjoy um, pub toy weightlifting a lot more than I would have thought. In just her third competition at the 2019 Auckland Championships, Miss Selemaya lifted 75 kilos in the clean and jerk and 58 kilos in the snatch, making her the under 20 Auckland champion. That saw her qualify as a youth lifter at the Commonwealth and Oceania Championships, which were part of the Pacific Games. Going to Pacific Games, it was a real interesting experience because I'm going there with like top lifters and going to Samoa where I'm from, so I'm Samoa. And not only was there weightlifting there, there was like all these other sports like athletics, basketball, netball, rugby and stuff like that. So there's so much going on at Pacific Games, but with weightlifting, it was it was so hot training there. <laughs> we had our sessions at the training area and we had this big court where we go for breakfast and dinner. But for my first lift there, uh, 
<laughs> for swimming gays, I managed to drop my weight before the buzzer. So I got a no lift, but I made up for it in the next one, but failed the third one. And then I made up for it again in my clean and jerks. So I saved myself there. <laughs> The Pacific Games in July 2019 was Miss Selemaya's first international weightlifting competition. Samoa hosted the competition, where she was crowned a double Oceania and Commonwealth Youth Champion in the 55 kilo category. She lifted 80 kilos in the clean and jerk and 61 kilos in the snatch, so a combined total of 141 kilos. That's more than double her own weight. Ms. Selemaya told RNZ that what motivates her to reach her PBs or personal best are those that surround her. The one thing that does motivate me is seeing my other teammates achieve something like in lifting. I like watching other people accomplish their goals and stuff and then that makes me want to set a goal and accomplish it as well with them. So like, weightlifting is an individual sport, but when you go out on stage, you're going out representing your team, your club. I like to think of myself as I'm representing them. And I like just PBs, making uh, PBs. I'm making a PB with them, not just by myself. The Samoan weightlifter says she's now weighing in at around 63 kilos and has a goal in her vision for her personal best in snatch and clean and jerk. My favourite lift would have to be clean and jerks because it's a bit more challenging because it's two different movements. So you've got to clean and then jerk. It's my favourite because I'm close to cleaning, uh, clean and jerking 100 because that's my goal at, by the end of this year. So I'm hoping to clean and jerk 100 and so we're focusing on that as well. My PBs for my snatch is 74 and my PB for clean and jerk is 92 kgs. So I want to get it by the end of nationals because nationals is in November and so when nationals come I can clean and jerk over 100 and for my snatch I want to get like 85 kgs. So yeah, I'm working on that too. Selemaya's coach Simon Ken told RNZ that she won't be able to make the Tokyo Olympics, but there's a chance she could make the 2022 Bring Me Him Commonwealth Games team, and Paris 2024 Olympics is more of a realistic goal for her. Man, that is awesome. If you've seen the video, Selemaya actually has a ritual she does before she goes and lifts. She has some beautiful long straight hair, and she usually wears it in a ponytail, and when she bends down and prepares to lift, she flicks it back so you know you know she means business. Now you're giving me ideas with my long thick island hair. I might tie it up in a ponytail and before I go to air for the next show I'll do a Selemaya. What do you think? Yeah give us a test now. <laughs> I might break the microphone actually. <laughs> Alright that's the end of our show. If you want to hear more from Champions of the Pacific you can find us online at rnz.co.nz and click on the Pacific tab. You can also download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Until next time, ka kite anō.